Hello and welcome back to episode 11 of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with myself, Lauren. And me, Graham. And we're going to be continuing on with our best Premier League seasons. We've got 10 more teams this week from the current Premier League and we'll be choosing their top seasons overall in the Premier League or the first division. And we're continuing in what is a very weird climate, I think, for everybody. Dad, you normally work away from home Monday to Friday. So we're seeing a lot of each other. It's really good team bonding, this, isn't it? Oh, I'm not sure about that. But we're doing lots of jigsaws to get ourselves through it. Anyway, so we're going to start off with, we're going to kick off with Wolves, Dad. So Wolves, I recall quite well, probably, I think it was about 10 years ago-ish, where uh, I went to Molyneux watching Blackburn, and there was five teams could go down. Two of those teams were Wolves and Blackburn, and actually we won 3-2, and neither Wolves nor Blackburn went down. Birmingham went down, I think it was about, let's say about nine, ten years ago. Uh, since then, Wolves have had some cracking seasons in the Premier League. The one I've picked is 2018-19, where they finished seventh under Nuno Espirito Santo, Portuguese manager. And they had eight Portuguese players in the squad that year, uh, that season. Top scorer was Raul Jimenez with 13. Average crowd at Molyneux over 30, just over 31,000. And the highlights in that season were 3-2 win at Tottenham in December and a 3-1 win at Everton in February. And they've kept up that good work since, really. Kept the same sort of squad, not had many people in or out. And, uh, yeah, Wolves 2018-19 seventh. He seems to love uh, all his Portuguese players. What was it about the goalkeeper and the defenders? Well, I've got uh, some insider information that when he first arrived, one of the defenders said to Espirito Santo, we're struggling to communicate with the goalkeeper because he's Portuguese, doesn't speak English. And the back line were all English. And he said, we'll learn Portuguese then. <laughs> That's how so. they dealt with it. Yeah, yeah. So my team next is going to be Newcastle. So they've been a member of the Premier League for all but three years of the competition's history. So they're a big name. And I've picked the 2002-2003 season. So they're managed by Bobby Robson. They finished third in that year and Man United topped it and Arsenal came in second. Alan Shearer was their top goal scorer. He had 17 goals. And it was really a real British lineup. really. They had Shea Given in goal, Jermaine Genus, Kieran Dyer, Craig Bellamy, obviously Alan Shearer. They had a big 2-1 win against Chelsea in 2-0 versus City. Probably two fixtures that year that they're most known for. And interestingly, Blackburn won 5-2 at Ewood that year. Well, Dunn got two, Taylor. And then Alan Shearer, obviously against Blackburn, his old club, he got two. And then at St. James's Park, Newcastle then won 5-1. So uh, goals from Solano, Robert, Genas, Gresco, Bellamy. But it's crazy that Blackburn could beat them 5-2 and then... And Newcastle beat Blackburn 5-1 at home. Do you remember that one? I mean, Shearer going to Newcastle. I mean, one of the best players you'll ever see, Alan Shearer. Good with his feet, good with his head, very fast on his feet, alert. A really good player. Won one thing in his career. I mean, what an outstanding career, but he won one single thing. Premier League title with Blackburn. Turned down Man United twice, Yeah, I was going to say, Man, you wanted him, didn't they? Yeah, when he signed for Blackburn, he turned down United. And when he signed for Newcastle, he turned down United. And on both occasions, if he joined United, he would have won the lot. But for whatever reason, either didn't like Fergie, didn't like United, or just wanted something different. And Newcastle as a team, obviously, I've said they've been in the Premier League for all but three years of the competition's history. Do you reckon they've underachieved as a team? Yes, I think so. They've got huge crowds. Mike Ashley's been there a number of years, gets a lot of bad press. Probably based on their fan base, and they should be doing a bit better. So my next one is Chelsea. Chelsea have been in the Premier League since day one. One of those teams who've been in since it started, not been out of the Premier League. Won it a few times. The first time they won it is the season I've picked. 
It was Mourinho's, Jose Mourinho's first season there, 2004-2005. It was the first Premier League win. Top scorer and star man Frank Lampard, of course, who's now the manager. 19 goals from midfield. That's crazy, isn't it? And the following season, he was top scorer again with 20 goals. I say it was Mourinho's first season. Lots of um, records that season when they won, won the league. Most away wins in a season with 15. Most clean sheets in a season with 25. And fewest goals conceded, 15. What a fantastic team. Czech, Glenn Johnson, Makaleli, Cavallo, Joe Cole, Damien Duff, ex-Blackburn, Jinxy little left-winger, Aaron Robin, yeah. Gallas. What a fantastic team that was. Brilliant team. To be able to get that many goals from midfield as well, I can't really think of many other midfielders that would be top goal scorers back to back for two seasons. What well, I didn't research, he was probably half a dozen penalties in that, I'd have thought. Yeah, that's true, was their main penalty taker. Okay, well, I'm going to be looking at Sheffield United. So the Blades were actually a founder member of the Premier League in 1992 to 93 season. And, fun fact, they scored the first ever goal of the Premier League era by Brian Dean. So I've picked their current, I know it's all a bit up in the air at the moment, it's it's weird to talk about the current Premier League season, but I've picked 2019-2020 season, where they're currently sitting in 7th on the table on 43 points. Obviously, we all hope that it continues and they pick up from there. And uh, currently, they're ahead of Spurs and Arsenal, two points off Man United in 5th. Obviously, managed under Chris Wilder on a large chunk of the team, Basham, O'Connell, Sharp, uh, Fleck, Stevens. They're all part of the League One and Championship promotion seasons. So I think Chris Wilder doesn't, he probably doesn't get nearly enough credit for what he's done as an overall team. It's not just individuals play great attacking football. They're fantastic to watch. This season, they've had uh, good results 1 0 win against Arsenal, 2 2 draw at Chelsea. And I think a lot of people, I myself, had them as someone that probably wouldn't stay up in the Premier League after being promoted. But oh, they've been just playing fantastic. And they just tip it over the early 70s side. Apparently, Tony Curry, Alan Woodward, Trevor Hockey will be team names for Sheffield United. I went to Sheffield United, Bramall Lane with Blackburn back in, I think it was about 1980-ish. Yep. I think we were both in the old second division. We lost 1-0. Yeah, good, great fan base. Both Sheffield teams well supported. And both up and down a bit. Sheffield Wednesday, um, not quite in the good place at the moment, where Sheffield United are doing brilliant. I think what's amazing is that Chris Wilder, they are the same tactics, both home and away. They're the same team. Okay, that might mean that some people know how to play against them best, but he's a fantastic manager. And I think Sheffield United fans would just be loving the job that he's doing. And fingers crossed they get to see out the rest of the season. So my next one, Aston Villa. And uh, we're doing this on a Sunday. And actually... On this day in 1996, Aston Villa beat Leeds 3-0 in the League Cup final, having just been recently in the League Cup final. Oh so, 1996, beat Leeds 3-0. Man of the match was Andy Townsend. Goals were scored by Milosevic, Taylor and Dwight York. So that was the 1995-96 season. That's the season I've picked. They finished fourth in the Premier League. And like I said, they won the League Cup that year. Manager was Brian Little, and we're doing some research on Brian Little, trying to find out what's he doing, what he's doing at the moment. I mean, he had a fantastic season there. Drifted around a few clubs, ended up at Wrexham. The last time he was noted to be a manager was Jersey, as in the Channel Islands, I'm assuming, Jersey. Really? Uh, it was his first full season that season at Aston Villa. They had a brilliant season. Top scorer, Dwight York, with 17. Ex-Rovers. Ex-Rovers, yeah. Actually finished level with Arsenal, with the same goal difference. So I'm guessing they won it because they scored 52 and Arsenal scored 49. Oh, really? So very interesting. They had some uh, cracking wins. Beat Man United 3-1 at home. Beat Coventry 4-1 at home with a Milosevic hat-trick. 
some fantastic players in this squad and team. Gareth Southgate, now England manager, of course. Steve Staunton, left-back. Andy Townsend, brilliant midfield player. And another one, Alan Wright, defender, played for Blackburn as well. Alan Wright, good player, actually. So they had a really good squad, really good season, 1995-96. Come on, you Villa. City so there's lots of options I could have gone for but I've gone for the 2017-18 season where they won their third Premier League title obviously managed by Pep Guardiola Aguero was top goal scorer at 21 goals Sterling had 18 goals De Bruyne had 16 assists Edison kept 16 clean sheets across the season Aguero had three hat-tricks and as a team they broke so many Premier League records the most points ever they got 100 points most wins 32 most away wins most goals 106 goals they scored in the Premier League and they won by the biggest winning points margin with 19 points and I just picked out some of the highlights from that season 5-0 hammering to Liverpool 6-0 they won at Watford 5-0 at Palace 7-2 at Stoke standouts you got company De Bruyne Aguero I obviously wasn't that long ago, but I remember the season and they just were wiping everyone out. United did actually win. Remember they came back and won 3-2? That's right, yeah, yeah. But City were just unstoppable. And I know there's a couple of other seasons I could have picked, but I think that was Pep Guardiola and that squad at that peak, at the finest. And it's hard to argue, really, that that was their best season, surely? Lucky. I think they were lucky that season. Really? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. (laughs) Anyway, on to Watford. Yeah, they've been up and down, haven't they, in the Premier League? 2015-16, I've picked, which was a year just after they'd been promoted, after eight seasons in the Championship. And that was Chico Flores, who was the manager that season. And they finished 13th, which is a a good position after being in the Championship for so many years. I also got to the FA Cup semi-finals, where they lost 2-1 to London rivals Crystal Palace. A couple of cracking wins that season, including, interestingly, actually, in December... They beat Liverpool 3-0 at Vicarage Road. There you go. Really? So, just been doing that again. History repeated itself. And their top scorer that season got two goals that day. Igalo. So, he's back on the scene at Man United, of, yeah, course, of course, at the moment. So, yeah, Igalo was their top scorer that season. Gomez in the Nets. He played every match. Well done, Watford. West Ham. So I've done my research, I've had to throw it back to maybe a time where I wasn't born, but I've gone for the boys of 86. So this is before it was the Premier League in the first division. So I've picked West Ham's best season, 1985 to 86. The Hammers was their highest ever league finish. They finished third behind Liverpool and Everton. I think Liverpool went on to win it that year. And they won 26 out of their 42 games. They finished with 84 points. Um, managed by John Lyle. Does that ring a bell, yeah. John Lyle? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Top goal scorer, Frank McAveney. McAveney. <laughs> Frank McAveney, that makes it all sense. He scored 26 goals. Captain by Alvin Martin. All these names will be ringing a bell for you, I'm sure. Hammers legend, Alan Devonshire. Tony Cotty, did I pronounce that right? Yeah, he's, on, he's one of the Sky reporters, actually, Cotty. Yeah, I did see that. And they beat Man U 2-1. Goals from Mark Ward and Anthony Cotty. And they won 4-0 at Chelsea. Obviously, you seem to know a bit more than that than me, but do you remember those days, 1985-86? Yeah, they were a solid, good team then. If you went to Upton Park then, that was a real um, challenging place to visit, I imagine. So, yeah, West Ham, what a good team they were. Last two teams, Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I've been back and forth. I was looking at old teams, some more recent teams. 
I've gone for a Tottenham Hotspur team that I just think of when I think of the team. 2011 to 2012. So they're managed by Harry Redknapp. Wasn't necessarily their highest position on the table. They finished fourth. And the top goal scorer was Emmanuel Adebayor. He got 17 goals. I think that season's most famous for Man City and Man U both being joint on 89 points. And then City eventually won it on the day. So I think that kind of gets all the glory. But if you remember it, Tottenham Hotspur that year, they had Gareth Bale, Luka Modric, Scott Parker, William Gallus, Jermaine Defoe. They were just a joke. They beat Liverpool 4-0 at home. Modric, Defoe, Adebayo got two. They beat Arsenal as well. I remember every time Bale picked up the ball, you just knew he was going to score every time. And I just, I think it was fantastic football. And obviously Bale and Modric soon got snapped up. And I think it shows what a great season they had then. So when's Bale coming back to the UK? That's the question. I think he eventually will. I think he'll maybe do one more year abroad and then I think I think he might come back to Tottenham, you know. I'm not sure. Yeah, United talk about getting him. I'm not sure. I think it's um, maybe he's, uh, he's not going to come back. I don't know. Anyway, of course, who else would you finish on other than Man United, who are premiership legends? They're from day one, of course, and uh, the first eight Premier League seasons, they won six out of eight. Wow. So, I mean, they started brilliant. Of course, they've had the last few years, they've struggled a bit. And with Alex Ferguson, they had incredible years. And I've picked the 1993-94 season where they finished first with 92 points. They won the FA Cup as well. And that absolute classic player, Eric Cantona, the French demon, uh, he was their top scorer with 18 goals. They were first from August the 23rd till the end of the season. Wow. Literally top of the table right the way through. Blackburn Rovers were second, eight points behind. Give them a good go, but uh, couldn't quite catch them. And they had some absolute cracking players in the team. Dennis Irwin, Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister and Paul Parker. What a back four that is. Keane Ince in midfield. Cantona up front. Lee Sharp out on the left and Giggs as well. And Mark Hughes. And just actually, if you look at this squad, there's some players who are um, just coming through. Literally no or one appearance. Skulls, Neville. Beckham and Keith Gillespie, another person who played for Blackburn. Good player, actually, left wing in Newcastle as well. So, yeah, there, what a, what a squad they had. Did the double over Man City that season. But weirdly, Chelsea won 1-0 at Stamford Bridge in September and won 1-0 at uh, Old Trafford. So, in between that, United were, from September to March, unbeaten. Chelsea beat them twice and in between that nobody else beat them. You could have picked lots of seasons but that was an outstanding season for Fergie and the Reds. Do you think that shows the transition between, you know how they say it's really hard for football teams to go from like a classic squad, people like Cantona and then have the younger ones coming through. Do you reckon as a manager if you were to look at how to do it you just look at Fergie and that Man United era? Yeah I guess, I think so yeah they're all homegrown, they topped it up with a few signings, they grew their own and they signed good players uh, yeah. as well so well done Fergie, incredible. Okay, we're still going to be doing our Barnets of the Week. We're enjoying throwing it back to some of these classic Barnets that we might not have seen for a while, that might not have gone out of fashion. I'm going to kick off. I have actually got a picture on my phone to show you, but by it sounds like you already know this person. So I've gone for the 1986, we're talking about West Ham. Now I know how to pronounce his name. I've gone for Frank McAvenny. So the Scottish striker, and um, I looked at his photos of his hair, and it's basically a cross between John Bon Jovi 
and Robbie Savage. I'm going to quickly show you the photo. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a good good player with curly locks. Oh, yeah. so curly! It's huge. Why was it fashionable for men to have? Su- you went through a phase of having the hairstyle like that, didn't you? Never. Yes, you did. I'm sure. No, you- I didn't. Never been curly. <laughs> okay, who's your barn of the week? My barn of the week, actually, um, it's been a bit of a Portuguese theme, mm. and Ricardo Cavalho from uh, Portugal, Chelsea. I've got to think he's centre back or midfield. I was trying to. Trying to make my mind up whether he played centre back with Terry or whether he kind yeah. of played in front of the back for good player actually Cavalio and a good international again a bit like McAvenny quite flowing locks if you have a look at those pictures you'll see he had a fairly big barnet worth recognising so my barnet of the week is a Ricardo Cavalio Portugal slash Chelsea. <laughs> Okay, that's it. So we've gone through all the Premier League teams and picked some of our favourite seasons of theirs ever in the Premier League. I really enjoyed doing that. Obviously, some uh, seasons I might not have so much knowledge about, but it's really good, Dad, obviously being like an old man like yourself. Well, it's disappointing Blackburn aren't in the Premier League because I could have talked for about four days about I know, we managed to put <laughs> We managed to put in quite a lot of their names in games so far. Tried best, yeah. So next week, we're going to look at the best goalkeepers and defenders that the Premier League has ever seen. Have you already got some that's come to your mind? Don't give any away. Uh, no, not really. I've, I've oh. not really started thinking about it yet, but I think we'll stick with the Premier League. So from the year it was started rather than going back because I'll end up going back into the first division and picking all them lot. So we'll be back next week. Stay safe and stay positive.